Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast. This is your host, Danny, coming to you once again to give you an uplifting, upbeat message about God. But the title of my message today is going to be very simple. God is bigger than our problems. Sometimes we lose sight that God is bigger than our problems. Sometimes because of the pressures of life and the people in our life that we tend to uh, think that God doesn't work in impossibilities. But I want to let you know today that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. But also, God works in impossibilities. God, God works in the difficult things. And God, uh, actually, he's right there with you. And actually, he's leading the battle. And sometimes we tend to forget that God is leading the battle, that God is doing these great things in our lives to, uh, first of all, to prove to him that he loves us. In other words, how do you know if someone loves you? Not just because they tell you. Uh, Love is an action word. In other words, it's by what they do and what you see they do. In other words, it's, you can testify, oh, I know that this person uh, truly walks in love because of the things they do. And I'm talking about, have you ever met someone that you know that walks in love and gives out love uh, to people uh, and don't look for anything back in return? This is the God that we serve, that he walks in love and he gives love without looking for anything back in return. He does this. Uh, when we don't even obey him, when we don't even know it. Do you know God is uh, waiting on us to wake up? Do you know God loves you? And when you feel alone, that you're not alone? You know, I don't know what you're going through today, but I just want to encourage you that you're not alone. First of all, there's God who's listening to you. And whatever's on your heart and matters on his heart and mind. Sometimes God just wanted to know do my children have enough confidence and faith in me to believe that I can take their circumstances and change them and flip them around? Yes, you can. And it just takes us to trust and believe and, and believe in God. So I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible today because uh, I just feel like this is what the Holy Spirit is leading me to. In other words, to give me guidance and clarity so it can be clarity to you. And I just want to just let you know that God is bigger than your problem. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're looming, whatever's coming at you that you just don't know what to do and what to do about, uh, you know, I think the worst time for a lot of people is in the middle of the night, you know, because when you're laying there alone by yourself, you know, your mind begins to race. Remember, the mind is a battlefield. In other words, remember like this, uh, this is when you're uh, more, more acceptable to negative thoughts and things like that. But you have to remember that uh, it says resist the devil and he will flee. So sometimes we have to know that we have to resist the devil. In other words, when we get these uh, moments where the enemy is speaking to us, telling us our worlds won't change, that everything is just jacked up, uh, God doesn't care, no one doesn't care, I'm alone, I don't know what I'm going to do, God. I just feel so empty inside, but I want to let you know that you're not alone. And, you know, uh, I want to also let you know that one of the things I would like for people to do who listen to this podcast, if they have a prayer request, that they would send it in so that we can uh, pray in, in, uh, together, in other words, but then also, you know, be able to share the testimony. In other words, I want you to not just write, but I want you to come back and say, hey, Dan, you know that thing that we were praying about, you know, God stepped in and intervened and he did something dramatic in my life. He brought about a change because guess what? Uh, the Bible says we overcome by the testimony. So we need to testify. We need to let people know that God had did something so that we can encourage people because people are encouraged by our words because remember like this, 
your life, you are a living epistle. In other words, you are the one that's going to encourage your sister, your brother, your best friend, your co-workers. In other words, uh, just by the walk of your life and how you live and how you pursue things. So I just want to encourage you this morning that guess what? Whatever is on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I'm so excited about this because, you know, I, I, I love the whole Bible. And I, you might hear me say, oh, this is my favorite. I mean, you might say, well, Danny, I say that about everything. I love the entire Bible. I love the Word of God because it gives me hope. It gives me encouragement. It lets me know that uh, wherever I'm at, the circumstance that I'm going through, that God is able and capable to turn that stuff around. In other words, that he's able to give me hope. He's able to give me victory in my circumstances. And, and I'm just so uh, excited, you know, uh, I lay here when I and when I when I'm alone. Uh, God speaks to me, gives me thoughts. You know, throughout the day, I can just be in the car riding around, or I can be at work and and God speak to me. And I know what I need to talk about. In other words, and today I want you to know that God is bigger than your problem. In other words, I think that we need to understand that. But also, I want to give a backdrop on what you know, how we can go about not murmuring and complaining. But trusting in God, because what God really wants us to know is that I got you. In other words, you know, sometimes, you know, I think that, uh, including myself, we all lose sight uh, at times when it comes to uh, believing God. You know, you might today you might be worried about a health issue. You might be worried about your finances, you know, because of COVID, you might not even have a job at this very moment, you know. And, you know, and you're looming, and, you know, when you go to the mailbox, those bills are real. You know, or those phone calls you get from bill collectors are real. You know, those things are not something that uh, just uh, are there and, you know, and don't have weight. They have meaning. They have impact. They have uh, influence at the end of the day on your mindset. You know, in other words, you know, uh, you might be faced, but you know how I'm going to do this. And But I want to share, share with you that I'm here with you and I'm praying for you. I'm believing God. I'm standing firm on that. In other words, that. Uh, that God loves you. I want you to know that. But also I want you to know on this earth that Danny Hampton uh, cares about. In other words, uh, I want, you know, this podcast show not just to be something to listen to, to be entertainment. I want it to be something that affects people's hearts. And uh, yes, people hope and it brings about change in their circumstances, you know, in other words. And I want you to be able to share your testimonies with me of what God is doing and how he's doing it and what, you know, is on your heart and mind because we need to encourage one another. You know, the Bible says that, you know, we need to uplift one another. In other words, and the reason for me asking you to send a prayer request is not because I want to be nosy. I want you to have a testimony because the Bible says we overcome by the testimony. In other words, and sometimes, you know, when you're alone by yourself, you know, the mind is a battlefield and the devil is seeing your negative thought tell you, God forgotten about you. He don't care nothing about you, you know, he didn't did this to you, he didn't did that to you. In other words, these are the lies of the enemy, only to bring about discouragement, to keep you from being comforted and knowing that you have a true father in heaven who loves you and cares all about you. Now, when we get into the book of Numbers, and it'll be read from the Amplified Bible, I'll be skipping around, but the reason why I'm skipping around because I want to give you a little homework today. I want you to... Uh, Look at this stuff that we're talking about. In other words, I want you to open your Bible and read for yourself. Say, so let's see what Danny was saying. See if he, you know, if he's on that. Because we should be not just accepting everything that we hear. We should be testing it. In other words, let's see if it's true what he says. And one of the things in Numbers, we're gonna be like in Numbers 13 or 14. We probably just 
might just stay there and I might speak on some uh, scriptures, but I'll make sure that I note them so that you know what I'm talking about. And so, but we're going to deal with the children of Israel because God had gave them a promise. Remember, like when you were, when they were slaves in Egypt, right? That meant that they didn't have no land. That land belonged to the Egyptians. In other words, they didn't, you know, they didn't even have homes. But you know what? This is when God is getting ready to bless you. This is how he blesses you. He gives you land. So I want you to stay encouraged. If anyone who has a home, has land, understand that God is blessing you. And don't let the enemy tell you that, you know, that you can lose that. Because if God has given to you, greater he that's in you than he that's in the world. You know, in other words, understand the God that we serve is big and he works in impossibilities because he wants to perform these things for you. It's his pleasure to give you the good of the land. It's his pleasure to help you. It's his pleasure to, to enlighten you. So I just want to encourage you this morning so that you can be encouraged. And I want you just to know that. We serve a mighty and an awesome God that's full of love and compassion. And and like I just want you to know, but I'm, I'm just going to say a quick prayer because I want us uh, to get into the meat of the subject. And, and hear what God has placed on my heart to share with you. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you for the day. Father, I just thank you, Father. Uh, right now in Chicago, it's raining. But I look at the rain as uh, just you feeding the earth, Father. And let this word be feeding to the people, God. Let the people uh, decide, hey, let me go see what Danny said about this, uh, our God is bigger than our problems. And how do we know that God is bigger than our problems? Father, I pray that uh, people get the desire to read your word, get to meditate on you, Father, and get to, to know you by what you say because your words are very powerful and our words are powerful. Uh, I pray, Father, for those who are in the hospital. I pray for those who are incarcerated. I pray for those who are homeless. I pray, Father, for the people struggling financially who don't know how they're going to make this and make that. Father, I pray that you bless them, Father. I pray, Father, for your, your body. I pray, Father, that you get your rewards with your people. I pray, Father, that you get the family that you desire. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. And once again, whatever is on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You are not alone. I want you to know that Danny Hampton loves you. And this is just a... a me just sharing what God has placed in my heart to share with you on this level. In other words, I want you to be encouraged. So now uh, we're going to be looking at Numbers 13 because I want to share something with you about always praying for the leadership that we have. Even if you think the leadership that we have is not right, pray that they have godly people around them at all times because what we're going to find out, one of the key reasons why the children of Israel struggle about believing God because it was the leaders that they had sent out. So uh, I'm giving you a little backdrop. Uh, and this story deals with when God tell Moses to send spies out to go check out the land of Canaan. This is what God had promised them. God has promised to give them land, give them homes. In other words, give them a final a place of peace and rest. In other words, I want you to understand when you look at the lands of Canada, I want you to look at it from a spiritual standpoint, too, that, you know, God is trying to get his people to rest in him, in other words. And if you if you understand that, that God is always trying to get us to rest in him, in other words. And I know uh, I, I want to talk about it again, about this challenge, about reading Matthew chapter 6, uh, verses uh, 19 through uh, 34, in other words, because it's talk about, you know, 
seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things to be added on to you. But really, you know, the main focus is talking about not worrying. Also in Luke chapter 12, you can find this same thing. In it. But it's, what it's talking about is understanding that, you know, if you put your total confidence in God, that God will take care of you. You don't have to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. Because he's more than capable and able to feed you. He's more than capable able to sustain you. He's, he's capable of doing all these great things because he's God and he's a God of impossibilities. But also, guess what? He's the best partner that you can ever have. In other words, he's the best uh, ear that you can have to talk to. And so, you know, if you're, if you're alone and you don't have a you don't want to talk to or you don't want to talk to somebody, you can always just go in your bedroom or you can go into the bathroom. It could be any place that you want to be at. You know, you can do it in a car. You can do it, you know, uh, sitting in the grass. And you just say, hey, God, I just need to talk to you because I got these concerns on my heart and mind about life. And I don't know how things are going to play. I don't know how they're going to work out. You know, and sometimes this is what we have to do. In other words, uh, but also I want to encourage, you know, to uh, send your prayer request in so we can stand in agreement, so we can share testimonies with other listeners of this podcast show so they'll know that God is really uh, doing great and mighty powerful things in the, in the earth or in, in their lives so that we can encourage people to, to believe and continue to trust in God. I think that we all have a mandate to uh, share the gospel with people because we don't want to see no one perish and not uh, know who God is. We want every need to bow and every tongue to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, that's the the hope of the gospel is that everybody will come to a place or point of repentance. So let's get started. And I'm, uh, when I when I read when I read this, I'm gonna just skim over this chapter so I can get into for the time's sake and for to so you can work and penetrate. Like I said, your homework assignment is to read Numbers 13 and Numbers 14, and you see what God has in it for you and me. Uh, and the Lord said to Moses, send men to explore and scout out for yourself the lands of Canaan, which I give to the Israelites from each tribe of their fathers. You should send a man, every one, a leader here among them. So Moses, by the command of the Lord, sent scouts from the wilderness of Paran, all these men who were heads of the Israelites. Uh, you know, we're going to just uh, focus really like on the two that came back with a positive report because the other 10 came back with a negative report and they brought an uproar in the, you know, within, within the wilderness with the people. In other words, they made the people begin to doubt God, that God even cared, that God even loved them, which is so far from the truth. Because if you notice, it wasn't Moses' decision to send the people out to spy the lands of Canaan, it was God's decision. And what God was, this is, this is how I look at this, and I want to share this with you. The guy was excited. He was excited because he was sending these leaders out to go come back and tell these people, hey, what God promised is going to happen. But what happened was these 10 leaders, it was 12 that all went together, but out of the 12, 10 had a negative report. They came back and they discouraged the people. People was hurt after what they heard. They just thought that, man, God lied to us. Don't ever think God would ever lie to you. God is not a man that he should lie because he don't have to repent for anything. So I want you to understand that. God loves you. 
God would do what he said he would do. You know, one of the things that you'll find out when you're reading the text or you're reading the Bible, you'll find out that when God promised something, uh, he pays it off in full. There is no, you know, he doesn't have no debt, in other words. He doesn't owe no man anything. So when God uh, wants to do something for you, I just want you to understand that he's capable. He doesn't need nobody's approval. So, you know, like we live in the United States, we have president, we have Congress, we have Senate, in other words, you know, everything, you know, we got the justice, you know, we got all these different things that make this country run. But in the kingdom of God, God has the final say so. So this is why I want you to understand the power of prayer and why prayer is so powerful because you can invoke God to change this, change your whole circumstances. And have, you know, one of the great books we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Nehemiah one day. We're going to feed on Nehemiah. Had Nehemiah, you know, in other words, uh, he is able to get the king's attention. But when he wanted to get the king's attention, he could have got him killed. So understand that sometimes when God shows us blessings that he want to bless us, that it seems to seem to be impossible because it's not the fact that God trying to make things difficult. He wants you to rely on him and not on yourself. Because a lot of times when we get into circumstances, situations, we begin to think, try to do things in our own might, our own ability. We begin to say, I can do this. But no, that's not what God's saying. God's saying, hey, I want to do this for you. The whole thing about them build, building in the wilderness because God was feeding them. He was clothing them. In other words, he was sustaining them. He wanted them to know that uh, he was able and he was able and well capable of taking care of them. Now, if you want to know the number 40, it's just like a, it means like a trial period. In other words, so if you ever see it, you'll see like Moses, he spent 40 years in the wilderness, you know, uh, before, you know, he goes back, you know, uh, to speak to the people. So, but also in that it comes about a blessing because God is a blessing God. God is a God who wants to uh, increase you. Uh, he wants to multiply you. And he wants to give you the desires of your heart. But to get those things, we need to be committed to God and putting him first, in other words. And that's the whole reason about my challenge that I've been sharing with you, that I've been reading Matthew, in other words, 6, and just meditating on uh, what it means not to worry. In other words, how to seek the kingdom of God, you know, and trusting him. And so I'm going to skim down uh, a little bit. And so when they go to the the lands of Canada to scout out the land. This is uh, starting in uh, verse 17. Moses sent them to scout out the lands of Canaan. He said to them, get up to the way by the south, the Nicoba, and go up into the hill country and see what the land is and whether the people who dwell there are strong or weak, few or many, and whether the land that they live in is good or bad whether the cities they dwell in are camps of strongholds and what the land is, whether it is fat or lean, whether there is timber on it or not, and be of good courage and bring some fruit from the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and scouted through the lands of the wilderness of Zen to Rehob, to the entrance of Hamath. And they went south to Nineveh and came to Hebron. Uh, so we see that God, that Moses gave them 
instructions on what they needed to do. In other words, see what this place is like. Is it a good place? And what is this like? In other words, remember like this, this was something that not that uh, Moses had wanted the people to do this with God told them because God wants to bless them. And God wants them to see, God ain't thinking about, you know, the opposition. It's the man who thinks about opposition. God is never concerned about opposition. Understand this. There's nothing that you or me can do that's going to surprise God at any point of time. So I just want to encourage you with that. And so we're going to go a little bit further. Uh, and I'm going to skip down to uh, verse 24. And they returned from scouting out the land at the 40 days. Man, I told you 40, 40, number 40 is like a trial period because God is testing them. See, in other words, I want, you, I want you to understand that God is testing them. In other words, because they've been in the world, they was going to be in the wilderness for 40 days because they was disobedient. Then they, he sent them out for 40 days, in other words, because God wanted to see had they learned anything. Did they, you know, did they believe what God was, you know, what God can do? And it goes on to say, they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the Israelite, the congregation in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh, and brought them words and showed them the land and fruit. They told Moses, we came to the land which you sent us. Surely it flows with milk and honey. This is fruit, but the people who dwell there are strong and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, they were saw the sons of Anak, for great statures and courage. The Amalekites dwelled in the land of the south. The Negevites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwelled in the hill country. The Canaanites dwelled by the sea, along by the side of the Jordan River. See, they saw, they saw something beautiful. But these, these, 10, these, these 10 out of 12 was going to say, uh -uh, this is too much, this is too big for us. We can't do this, in other words. So uh, the two people, that, the two spies that we're going to focus on who had honor and they believed God, it was Caleb and Joshua, the son of Nun, in other words, these guys. In verse 30 it says, And Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it. We are well able to conquer it. But his fellow Scots, scouts said, We are not able to go up against these people for Canaan, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought the Israelites an evil report of the land which they had scouted and saying, the land through which we went to spy out is a land that devours inhabitants and the people that we saw are men of great stature. Wow, you know, when you hear that, you say, man, and just think, they said, hey, these people are bigger than us. In other words, see, what they forgot was that God was bigger than them. So whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God didn't send them out there to fail. God sent them out to believe in the impossible, that God can do something for them. And what God really was showing them that even though the appearance of something being greater than what you're believing for, God is able to work in that. And I want to, you know, just encourage you today. Don't lose heart on what you believe in God for and what God can do for you in the midst of your circumstances. Because the people tend just, you know, just to lose heart. They didn't, you know, think that God can do it. Because remember like this, 
the people that came back was, they sent out 12, only two had a positive report. 10 said it was negative. In other words, that seems like that, that's such an impossible thing. You say, man, oh man. Because now people are not just thinking that this anybody. These are for leaders. These was men who posted, uh, believed in God and, and had confidence in what Moses was sending them to do. But what they did, they gave the people an evil report and it made the people just begin to murmur and complain and lose heart in what God can do for you. So if you're about to lose heart then what God can do for you, I want to tell you, God is capable and able to rise above any of your circumstances or problems that you have. Do not lose heart today. Whatever you're facing, whatever your hurt and pain is, God is there to give you hope and encouragement and show you the path to show you a way out of that circumstances. I just want to just encourage you this morning because this is what the Lord has laid on my heart. God is bigger than your problem. And we're going to go to Numbers 14. We're going to still read from the Amplified Bible. So we got some homework to do. Uh, first of all, we're going to, I want you to read Numbers 13 and 14 in its entirety because you're going to see what it is to murmur and complain to a holy God who's capable. First of all, he's a creator. In other words, what they forgot, that God created the, the giants that they saw, the people that the problem that they saw, that God, you know, is capable. This is why we have in Isaiah says, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper every time that rises and thou shalt condemn. Because guess what? Because God created the weapon. I'm talking about the weapon has no power when God is in control. Prime example, when, you, when we talk about Moses and Aaron, these brothers were bad. These brothers, what I mean by that was they had faith to go to the Pharaoh and say, God said, let my people go. That's just like if me and you walked up into the White House and just told the president what he has to do. Do you know how much faith that you have to have to be able to do that? And, and, and not think that you're going to be incarcerated or you could be killed, in other words, because at this time, all Moses had when he went to go to the Pharaoh to say that he just had a staff in his hand. He didn't have no, <laughs> he's talking about he just only had God. And so I want you to understand God is bigger and he's more than enough. When you're walking with God, he's able and capable of doing great things for you. God is bigger than your problem. And so whatever you're facing, I just, just extend, you know, love to you and tell you that, you know, I want to stand in agreement with you. I want to be able to encourage you. One of the things that I would like to do eventually in time, especially with men and women, is start, you know, have a, a men's uh, group in a woman's group, you know, that where uh, the elders, elderly people, or when I say elderly, I mean talking about people not of old age, but that the elders would teach the younger how to, like, just how to be a man or how to be a woman. In other words, sometimes we need people who have experienced life to share uh, what's going on and how to, so, you know, to make it through difficulties and be able to trust God in the midst of circumstances that seem impossible. So uh, we're going to look at Numbers 14. In Numbers 14, I'm going to start at verse 1. And all the congregation cried out with a loud voice. They wept that night. All the Israelites grumbled and deplored their situation, accusing Moses and Aaron, to whom the whole congregation said, would they, we had died in Egypt, or that we had died in the wilderness. Why does the Lord bring us to this land to fall by the sword? 
our wives, our little ones, will be prey. It is better for us to return to Egypt. And they said one to another, let us choose a captain and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their face before the assembly of the Israelites. I'm going to stop right there because I want you to understand that these people were hurt because of what the spies had told them. They lost heart. But I want to share with you. Because remember, I always tell you prayer is always the most uh, biggest weapon that we can ever use in our circumstances when we're going through. What you're going to see is it's going to say just like this. It says, then Moses in verse 4, actually verse 5, it said, then Moses and Aaron fell on their face before the assembly of the Israelites. And you know what they began to do? They began to pray for the people. And when the people began to murmur and complain, they didn't take it personally because guess what? They were men who believed in what God said he could do. But also, they knew that the people needed to be covered. So like this, if you have a friend or loved one and they're going through something and they, and, and they feel discouraged, uh, just pray for them. You ain't got to pray for them with, with them knowing you're praying for them. You know, when you get off the phone, you know, and say, hey, let me say a prayer for my friend because my friend is hurting, in other words. And, and you don't even got to tell them. Just let your faith, let your faith uh, in God, that God would give them comfort. So if you have someone that you know that's uh, hurting right now, just pray for them. And if you want to, you can call them and say, hey, hey, Bob, hey, Sharon, it's me, Danny. I'm just, you know, my heart and mind, you know, I'm thinking about you, you know, in other words, you know, I just want to pray for you and tell you that I love you and that you're on my heart and mind today. You know, in other words, there's nothing wrong with that. In other words, you know. Let people know you're thinking about them, you know, in other words. You know, one of the things I like to do, uh, I like to Google images. And so, like, I'm my, one of my best friends. I always send her little images and things saying, you know, words of encouragement, you know. So if you get opportunity to do that, you know, do it. Send it out to your friends. Let them know that you encourage them, that you care about what's going on in their world, in other words. Let them know that they're special, that they mean something to you. Because sometimes uh, we feel that we just don't care. Now let's get back into the, the meat of the story. And Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Japan, were among, that's, that's verse six, the scouts who had searched the land and rent their clothes. And they said to all the company of the Israelites, the land through which we pass as scouts is exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into a land and give it to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, neither fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense and the shadows of protection is removed from over them. But the Lord is with us, fear them not. See now, Caleb and Joshua, they had it pegged right. <laughs> They had it pegged right because they said that, hey, their trust was in God. And I'm going to uh, read, read that uh, verse 9 again. It says, only do not rebel against the Lord, neither fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense and the shadow of protection is removed from over them. But the Lord is with us. 
fear them not. Did you hear that? That they are bread to us. When you think about a piece of bread, you know, if you break a bread, it, a bread, it crumbles. You know, in other words, so bread is not strong. So in other words, whatever the, the ten spies came back and said about how strong the circumstances was, uh, they were saying that the people are like bread because you can take bread, you know, and just pull it apart. So in other words, I want you to get that, that God is bigger than your problems and it's just like a piece of bread to him. But this is what happened in verse 10. It says, but all the congregation said to stone Joshua and Caleb with stone, but the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent meeting before all the Israelites. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people provoke, spurn, despise me? How long will it be before they believe me, trust in me, rely on clinging to me for all the signs which I have performed among them? I will smite them with petulance and disinherit them and will make of you, Moses, a nation mightier than they. You see that? That was God. God was talking about, hey, Moses, I'm going to give you a whole new group of people to follow you. I'm about to get rid of these people. But let me tell you something. This is what I mean about the power of prayer and about a true shepherd, a true interceder, a person uh, who doesn't wear his feelings on his sleeve. Moses didn't wear his feelings on his sleeve, neither him or Aaron. But this is what Moses says. But Moses said to the Lord, then the Egyptians will hear of it. You... The Egyptians were here of it, for you brought us up a people in your might from among them, and they would tell the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, Lord, are in the midst of these people of Israel, and that, that you, Lord, are seen face to face, and that your cloud stands over them, and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day, and a pillar of fire by night. Now, if you kill all these people as one man, then the nations that have heard of your fame would say, because the Lord was not able to bring the people into the land which he swore to give them, therefore he has slain them in the wilderness. And now I pray you, let the power of my Lord be great, as you have promised, saying, the Lord is long-suffering, slow to anger, and abundant in mercy and love and kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgressions, but he was no means clear to guilty, visiting the iniquities of their fathers upon their children, upon the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I pray you, that the iniquity of these people, according to the greatness of your mercy and love and kindness, just as you have forgiven them from Egypt until now, and the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your words. Did you see that? Did you hear that? Moses spoke on, spoke to God and told God, hey God, I'm just going to do it in my version. He spoke to the people very clear. Hey, God, if you destroy these people, people are going to say, man, you weren't able to do what you said you can do. And you know what? God knew Moses was going to say these things. And this is why, I go, this is why Moses is such you know, such an honorable person, an honorable man on the face of the earth because uh, he knew the love of God and the mercy of God. And, and God hearkened to what he said. 
This is why when you read that God spoke to Moses face to face and all these things like that, you know that God was a God who loved uh, Moses. In other words, because Moses was able to talk to God just like that very clear and say, hey, and God listened to Moses and he had to change of heart. But actually it was a good thing for me and you because, you know, as we, we go further in this, we're going to find out uh, some uh, a, a big thing what happened because of that, because of the disobedience, because they murmured and complained, that they opened up the whole thing with God because one thing with God was to understand is God was not, he was using the Israelites to be, to show people the way to him. That means all these nations and stuff that he wanted people to see that the God that they served was really a real God because guess what, this time uh, in earth there was many different type of gods people was worshiping. But what God was trying to do is let everybody know that he was the one true God, you know, in other words, and that his way, and his, 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 his way in his judgments and things were true. So uh, the Israelites was going to be used as a tool to actually to get the whole world to know who God was. And that's the beauty of that. So I want you to understand that whatever you're facing, whatever you're looking at, God is bigger than your problem. God is bigger than your problem, in other words. So whatever you're facing, I just want you to know that God is bigger than your problem. And if we understand that, then we can, you know, we can trust God. Uh, so this is what I want to share with you. I'm going to go to uh, verse uh, 21. But truly as I live and as the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, because all these men who have seen my glory and my miraculous signs, which I performed in Egypt in the wilderness, yet have tested and proved me these 10 times and have not heeded my voice. Surely they should not see the land which I swore to give their fathers, nor sure any who provoke and spurn and despise me should see it. But my servant Caleb has a different spirit and has followed me fully. I will bring him into the land into which he, will, which he went and his descendants should possess it. Now because of the Amaleks, the Canaanites dwelt in the valley tomorrow, turn and go into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, how long will this evil congregation murmur against me? I've heard their complaints. The Israelites murmured against me. Tell them as I live, the Lord, what you have said in my hearing and I will do to you. Your dead body shall fall in the wilderness. Of all who were murmuring, who are numbered, who are numbered of you from the age of 20 years old and upward, who have murmured against me. Surely none of shall come into the land in which I swore to make you. And this is really powerful because what happens is because they have brought such this, uh, you know, they begin to murmur, complain against God, that now they're going to spend 40 years in the wilderness until they die. But really what happened when Moses was talking to God, he told God that, you know, you can pay back up to the fourth generation. And so, you know, what, and so what God did was he got rid of the people who murmured from the age of 20 on up uh, in the process of time. But he still was relying on the people 
and he was going to do what he said he was going to do. He was going to bring them into the promise. And, you know, I just want you to know, and because of, because of that, God says in verse 21, But truly as I live, and as all the earth should be filled with the glory of the Lord. And what that means is that the Gentiles would be, you know, would get to know God. And everybody would get to know who God really was through a process of time. So, you know, when we think about this uh, murmuring and complaining and just about that, in other words, uh, it was a benefit to the people. But I just want you to know today that uh, whatever's on your heart is man is on God's heart and man. And God is, uh, God is bigger than your problem. And I just want you to understand that whatever you uh, see that is your giant or your obstacle in your way, understand it can be removed. And understand what we, we, heard, we saw what Moses did. Moses prayed, and when Moses prayed, what did he do? Uh, he got an answer from God right then and there, and God hearkened to what Moses said. So I just want you to know that you can change God's heart and mind with the power of prayer. Don't ever think that your prayer is useless, in other words, that it don't have weight, because you never know. You might be that person who speaks to God and say, hey, God, I love you. And you know, and God, you know, and God shows you great mercy and kindness. But I'm, I'm going to close in prayer and just tell you that God is bigger than your problems. I hope this message has been a blessing to you because it's been a blessing to me. It has encouraged me, has uplifted me, has helped me, you know, uh, just thinking about uh, what, I'm, what I might be facing. But I know that God is, is capable and able to deliver me from whatever I'm facing. Like I said, if you get an opportunity, I want you to read Numbers 13 and 14. I would like for you to send your prayer request in so I can stand in agreement with you and see what God would do so we can have a testimony because it says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the testimony. So our testimonies are that important. But let's close my prayer. prayer. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you, Father, for the people who listen to the show, Father. I pray, Father, that your word was uh, edifying and encouraging, that it builds strength and give them peace inside their heart and mind, Father. I pray that you bless the people. I pray, Father, that you deliver them. I pray, Father, that you show them the goodness of who you are and by your great mercies, Father, that you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. And once again, thanks for listening to You're Not Alone podcast. I'm your host, Danny. It was a pleasure talking to you. I'm excited about our next episode. So I want to tell you, I leave you with love and kindness, and I pray that you have a blessed and wonderful day. In Jesus' name, amen.